Welcome to the Sports Field Management Podcast. I'm your host, John Kamita, Associate Publisher and Editorial Brand Director of Sports Field Management Magazine. This edition of the Sports Field Management Podcast is an excerpt from our Sports Field Management interview with Eric Harshman, Ground Superintendent, Berea College, Berea, Kentucky. In addition to a degree in turf science and management from Rutgers University, Harshman also holds degrees in graphic design and business management. Prior to Berea College, Harshman worked at Hurstbourne Country Club, the Louisville Bats, Louisiana State University, the University of Kentucky, and the Lexington Legends. He has served on various STMA committees throughout the years and has won two STMA Field of the Year awards, both in the college softball category, one while at Louisiana State University and the other at University of Kentucky. He is a military veteran, having served in the Air Force National Guard. I was wondering um, if you could start off, tell me a little bit about Berea College. I did some background research, saw some interesting stuff about the uh, about the college, but in your words, if you could tell me a little bit about Berea and your experience there. Yeah, yeah, so the college itself was founded well before the Civil War, um, and it integrated um, uh, African-American males is what they initially started with, getting them a place where they could come come and get it, get an education and everything. And then it kind of just evolved from there. And then they opened it up and, and female African-American females were able to come in and through, it was, um, you know, in this area in Kentucky, it was, uh, it was, wasn't really well received mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, but through it all, through it all, they've kind of just, uh, um, they've opened up the, uh, just for, for people that would not have the, the abilities to go to college, um, they kind of they 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 reach out to those individuals. Um, they they hit in. Uh, a lot of our student population is from the Appalachia area, um, which spreads out obviously from Pennsylvania even down to upper upper Alabama. Uh, not to say that we don't have students from other other parts. I mean, we have students from all over the United States, international students and everything. Uh, a lot of different countries are represented here at Berea College. Um, but the college is unique just for the simple fact that the college was here first and then the city, the city itself actually just kind of grew around the college. Um, the college itself is hundred percent work based. So the students work for their tuition. Um, so the students are required to come in from their freshman year to their senior year. They come in and they have to work, um, what equals out to about 160 labor hours in a semester. Um, and then if you, if you break that down even further, that averages out to about uh, 10 hours per week. Um, so I have students that work anywhere from 10 hours per week and some of my upperclassmen, um, they can work up to 15 hours per week. Um, so that's what really makes everything extremely unique about this college is, is the work base. Um, they just work, they work, they don't pay any tuition. Um, they have to pay for, uh, room and room and board and books, I think is the really, the only thing they've really got to pay for. But at the end of the day, they can graduate with a four year bachelor's degree and really only have maybe five to $8,000 in student debt, mm-hmm. which is, which is pretty crazy. It's almost unheard yeah. of. Um, there are several other work-based colleges, um, across the country. Um, I know there's one, there's one down in North Carolina, there's one in Missouri. Um, there are some other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh but yeah it's 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 pretty unique uh the student athletes don't get a break in it either um not only do they have to fulfill their uh academic responsibilities in the classroom um they also have to work as well they have mm-hmm. to have they have a labor position and they have to juggle that on top of um practice schedules and events you know just for their athletic events and everything so sure. um yeah it's 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 a unique a very unique situation um and uh like i say we've got we've got students we got students here from all walks of life um internationally a lot of a lot of students from asian countries uh, a lot of students from african countries here um and then just almost every um state here in the united states uh, so it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool. cool now we have a little over 1600 students that's usually where the average is over the last two years they've actually raised that um not a lot maybe 50 75 students that's been raised since my time that i've been here um but yeah it's 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 a little over 1600 students that matriculate here every year um now for the students who work for you um what type of what type of jobs are they doing for you and then second part of that is um does the university or does the college have a turf grass program or, you know, or are they students from other majors that are working for you? And is there a, is there a career path for them into our industry? Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, uh, first and foremost, the, the students, I mean, I have them doing anything that all of my full-time staff do. Um, you know, a lot of it is uh, when they come in as a freshman, um, I key in on some certain things. I can look at all the different applicants, all the new students that are coming in on that freshman year. They all have to present a resume to the labor office. Um, so I, I key in on that. I look at those. I sort through, I think last year it was like 220 resumes that I'm looking at. And I'm looking for key things. I'm looking for students that, that have, uh, you know, landscape background, students, sure. students that come from farms, that kind of stuff to have, you know, that kind of work ethic, mm-hmm. um, a willingness to learn. Um, I even look for, you know, key things. I look for students that were like Eagle Scouts and that kind of stuff because it shows me that they were, they had, they had some commitments and they were, they were, you know, they had that ter- determination to, uh, to reach something uh, bigger than themselves. Um, so yeah, they they do a lot of weed eating. Uh, they do a lot of our landscape maintenance. Um, I bring them up to speed. Um, slowly you know I really like anybody else I got to get a good feel for these students a lot of them come from situations where they've never had a job before Mm -hmm. Um, so I really have to get to know the students um, as best as I can but pretty quickly as well because I'm not going to take somebody and I'm going to put them on a mower and just say this is where you got to mow once I get them trained up on all the things you know the operational procedures and all that stuff if a student's not comfortable being on a mower I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, but I give the students definitely the opportunity to learn all the different equipment, whether it's using tractors, whether it's using um, our mowers, weed eaters, uh, you know, any of our gas powered equipment and even some like chainsaws and all that stuff, our chipper and all that stuff. I go through training, uh, me and my staff, uh, we go through training with all the students and refresher courses for the full-time staff as well to, uh, to bring them up to speed on those, on those things. Um, but uh, so, yeah, they're, they're doing a little bit of everything with us. Um, as far as having an actual degree program here at the college, no, they don't. They do have, they do have some, some ag, they have an ag major, it's a minor 
Um, they have an ag minor here on campus. Um, and uh, so a lot of them, the ones that are going for that minor, a lot of them tend to migrate towards working at the farm. Um, and then we do have, we do have uh, college greenhouses where we, uh, where we grow fruit, vegetables, flowers. They've been doing some flower production and we've actually got into that over the last two years as well with, uh, with doing that kind of stuff. But uh, an 100% turf uh, degree here at the college, no, they do not. They do not have one. I wish they did. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I still feel like we're, even though we don't have that degree program here, um, I still think we're, we're teaching them valuable life skills. Like, right. Eventually, they're going to have their own home. You know, eventually they'll, you know, they need to learn how to operate different pieces of equipment sure. to maintain that stuff. So, um, but it'd be really cool if they did. Um, and I know in years past, they, they, had, they had talked about it, but nothing really came into fruition with the ag department. So sure. no, very cool though. Yeah. Um, beyond that, what would you say are your biggest achievements career otherwise, or what are you most proud of? You know, I mean, obviously field of the year is one thing, but what are you most proud of through it all? Yeah. I mean, the field of the year stuff, it's great. It really, really is. Um, but that, that by far, um, doesn't compare in the fact of just building teams, mm -hmm. building just group dynamics, um, coming here, at, at the college was that was probably that was probably the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome and looking back at it now over five years almost five years of, of being here um, and seeing where seeing where that group of individuals were at when I first showed up and not I didn't reinvent the wheel but I definitely wanted to streamline things and make things more effect, uh, efficient and effective um, and and just kind of redesigning how the shop layout is just for efficiency purposes mm -hmm. um and just building that good working relationship getting to know getting to know the guys getting to know my full-time staff um getting to know my students on a yearly basis because that's a revolving door it changes all the time um but that honestly is probably the biggest like professional achievement that i can think of is building that group dynamics and looking back to where they were at five years ago to where they're at now. Um, you know, that was just, I had to reshape and reformat the way some things were done on campus. And there was like these invisible barriers where people didn't want to cross over in the different sections of the campus. Cause they didn't want to step on other people's feet. Cause the, the campus, when I first got here, um, was kind of broken up into zones where each full-time person was managing a certain part of campus. Okay. And it was kind of, chaotic mm -hmm. uh, people weren't willing to help each other out um so it was knocking down a lot of these barriers these invisible walls per se um and just bringing everybody together and just building that team chemistry saying that we're all in this together this this campus isn't just mine it isn't just yours or whoever's we, we all got to come together as a group and try to accomplish x y and z and through it all um even though it's been it's been a stressful situation and a difficult process at the end of the day like i've got a group of guys now that i that would that'll bend over backwards to help each other out mm -hmm. and run through a brick wall to help each other out and that that is awesome it has been such a huge weight of relief from my shoulders um to set back and be able to honestly to be able to come in here and have this zoom meeting with you and block out certain times yeah. of my day to meet with people would never have been able to happen before because I didn't have the right people. One, I didn't have the right people here 
And two, they just didn't want to work together. So for me to branch out and be more in this administrative role, sure. um, says a lot about where things were at five years ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with that, um, and then, then having the opportunity, um, having the opportunity to, uh, to take over the athletic complex here at Berea college. Um, the one field that needed the most work, um, by far was our soccer field. It was an original 419 Bermuda field, but it had been cross contaminated with just mm -hmm. neglect and improper care for, for many, many years. So that was the first thing that I had to dial in and fix and remedy when I took over. So that was a complete kill, um, kill. And I roughed it up, beat it up, reseeded it, um, reseeded it with Riviera. Um, at the time, that's a, that was at the time, cause now you can't no longer get that seed, yeah. but it was, uh, it was tried and true in this area. Riviera just worked the best. Um, and for my, for, for monetary, monetary purposes, they just it suited best for what we needed. So growing it back in and growing it to what it is today um, has that's probably probably one of the biggest accomplishments sports field wise that I've made here at the college um, on on the field side of things, um, as well as multiple multiple projects that I've been involved with on the main campus, re redesigning landscaping and, and all these things. Um, but really, when it comes back to it, as I'm as I'm sitting here thinking about it, really, it's the, it's the group dynamic thing is yeah. probably the biggest thing that I that I take away. Sure. Um, what what would you say? And obviously, this year has its own set of challenges. But just in general, what what are just that under normal circumstances? I guess you could say, what are the biggest challenges you face? I would say just the training, the training of students. Because like I said, it's a, it's a revolving door, John. I, uh, I've got, you know, a handful of students that come in and don't have a lot of experience mm -hmm. with the outdoor maintenance, landscape maintenance or anything like that. So it's, it's the constant training and retraining um, and setting, setting, uh, setting, um, setting the tone early, letting them know what, what I expect from them um, yeah. and, and what, they, what they can and cannot do. I mean, proper communication is, is it seems like something simple. But it is not when you're dealing with, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old, 20 year old yeah. kids, even with them. I mean, the only thing they want to do is just look at their phone <laughs> and send a text. They don't want to call me, but they don't want to call my office number, things like that to, uh, to contact me. Um, but working, working with the students has probably been the biggest, one of the biggest challenges, honestly, um, just because of the training aspect of it. And because it's hard to this, this line of work isn't cut out for everybody. And I, I fully, I'm fully aware of that. At first I used to take personal offense to it. Like, what am I doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Yeah. Um, but, it, but I, when I take a step back and I look at it, I know full well that this line of work is difficult and a lot of people, they don't like to do it and they don't want to do it. Um, so if they have avenues where they can, they can transfer out and they can go do another labor position somewhere else on campus that may be more suited to their, to their career path, to mm -hmm. what their degree is in, then, I 100%. I'm not. I'm not the type of person where I'm going to hold them captive here yeah. for four years. I try to retain them, and I try with the ones that I know I'm. I'm making a making an impression with, and I'm seeing results on their end. That's when I I really start giving them a lot more. You know, giving them some more responsibility, or giving them more opportunities to learn how to operate bobcats and chainsaws more more often than sure. just our training that we go through. Um, so yeah, I try to retain those students and keep them around for more than more than one year and it 
yeah, you reap the benefits of it when you do yeah. because you're, you're investing that time in with them and you're really just watching them take off and, and run with things. So yeah. And that's, that's gotta be pretty rewarding. In addition to being a challenge, gotta be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's both. It is. There, there is definitely, it's, it's a challenge, but there is a reward to it. Like yeah. I've got a handful of students right now that I'm thinking of that, that are amazing. Um, and I'd hate to, I'd hate to see them go. And I have to make, we have to make those tough decisions. Like I had one last year, he was one of my student managers and he came to me and said he had an opportunity to work at something that was more geared towards his, his, mm -hmm. uh, his, his degree and as hard as that was for me and as hard as it was for him to approach me about that conversation, I mean, what's best for him is for him to go out and, and do his own thing. So yeah. yeah, he'll be, he'll be missed, but I'm grooming other ones up right now as we speak and we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have for other field managers? Um, whether it is facing, you know, challenges in the workplace or, you know, what's, what's kind of the thing that you tend to share with, with guys who reach out to you? Um, don't sweat the small stuff, mm -hmm. control the controllable. I know those are adages that other people will probably say, but it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Um, you know, don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid of a challenge. Um, because it's going to, it's going to be hard at the very beginning, but the end results are totally worth it. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to, to, to experiment with things. Um, you're, you're going to kill something along the way. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to spray the wrong stuff and you're going to kill some grass, but you know what? It's grass. That's what we're here for. It's job security. What does grow it back? And you know, sometimes it may happen at the, at the absolute worst times. Timing wise, it may, it may suck. Um, but if you, if you build those relationships with coaching staffs, and stuff like that and explain to them the situation. And if they see that you're doing absolutely everything you can to try to remedy that problem, that kind of stuff goes a long way. So, so building those relationships with, with the staff and with the coaching staff and with your own staff and educating them on, on what's going on. Those are the things I think that yeah. a lot of people need to know. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Sports Field Management Podcast. You can read our full interview with Eric Harshman in the August issue of Sports Field Management Magazine or on sportsfieldmanagementonline.com. And be sure to check out other editions of the Sports Field Management Interview in which we profile other sports field managers from throughout the industry.